What's up? It's Brent from Burgundy Blog. Here comes another Burgundy Blogcast. This will probably be a shorty. It's late Monday night, October 2nd, and I just finished watching the game. Commanders, of course, just lost a heartbreaker in overtime at the link to the Eagles yesterday, 34-31. Sorry I wasn't live with y'all on Twitter, by the way. My oldest daughter was kicking ass in an out-of-town tennis tournament, and I was there with her to savor every minute of that. So I watched the first half last night, just caught the second half in overtime now. Definitely tough, tough pill to swallow there at the end. So, so close to an awesome upset win. Is it a moral victory? Well, I'm definitely in the no such thing as a moral victory crowd in the NFL. There are just too few games, such high stakes. Every loss counts the same in the standings. Or actually, if anything, it's even worse to a division rival. So no, it's not a moral victory, it's a loss. But heck yes, absolutely this is a loss from which several deeply positive and encouraging things can be taken away. Most importantly, of course, by a mile, was Sam Howell looking every bit for at least one day like a franchise quarterback. So yeah, totally sucks to lose and to fall back to 500. Sucks to lose to one of my most hated teams and fan bases. But as losses go, even though this one was obviously super close and just brutal at the end, I think the sting will wear off quickly. Going to go with some basically rapid-fire thoughts, sort of stream-of-consciousness strategy here for this pod, in no particular order, but starting definitely with the biggest and most important thing, at least, I guess, immediately following the final result. And that is Sam Howell's performance, which was absolutely fantastic. Now, in real time, even though I was definitely focused on my kiddo, I was listening for parts to the Bram Weinstein radio call and also following on Twitter. And you guys, of course, let me know that Howell was bawling. But after watching it, I got to say, I'm not even sure you guys gave him every flower he was deserving of. I thought this game for Howell pretty much start to finish. I mean, they cooled a little in the third quarter, but. He was just stupendous. I cannot believe he put up this performance one week after that clunker against the Bills at FedEx. Now, he had looked pretty darn good, of course, in the first couple weeks. We were getting a little excited. I started to say on this podcast that I was becoming open-minded to him really turning into something legit. And then he was so bad against the Bills. Seemed so stymied by whatever they were throwing at him all four quarters just holding the ball way too long. I was concerned that the Bills had published the blueprint for what to do with him and that we were maybe going to start to see him have some prolonged struggles. Well, credit to Howell and definitely, of course, to Biennemi for the play calling. But, I mean, the guy looked yesterday like someone we can believe in. I thought he had poise, yet urgency. Showed off the arm, showed off the accuracy, showed off the legs, the toughness. The ridiculous clutchness? I mean, acknowledging that he's never going to be for the position the tallest, the biggest, the strongest, or the fastest. I'm really thinking that in this one game, he showed that he can do just about everything you need him to do to be your long-term dude. Now, is it going to be all straight upward from here? No, obviously not. I'm sure he'll still have some bad games this year. But here we are through the first quarter-ish of the 17-game season. He had the one awful game, but 
three good ones and and this this most recent one even though they lost i just thought was so good at this point uh going forward at least in this season he would have to have a long stretch a several like multi-game stretch of wretchedness for me to even consider taking him off the field and frankly after this one it would probably take that for me to stop envisioning him as the starter for next year too i am trying not to get ahead of myself. I am not putting him in Canton. I am not saying he's the one, lock him up, bank on it, stamp it, seal it. Definitely not. I'm leaving room for him to disappoint me. But wow, after yesterday, I'm definitely like, yeah, yeah, it could be him. It could be. Now, it wasn't perfect. He took five sacks. That's still too many. You know, if they're half on him and half on the line, it's evidence that there's still a a little bit of a lingering issue there. But overall, with the internal clock so much better than the previous week, and even in the first couple of games of the year. Also, he did throw one ball that easily could have and probably should have been picked off in the end zone. He got away with that one. I mean, he's not Montana, but I think, you know, the final play of regulation with a touchdown to Dotson with zeros on the clock, I mean, absolutely gorgeous, perfect, gutsy baller play right there, right on the money. But for my money, The sequence was a few plays before that on that drive, third and 17, perfect pass to Byron Pringle to pick up 15. And then on fourth and two, just the stones maneuvering just enough to pick it up to find, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who that was, Samuel maybe. Those two plays right there, I was like, this is my dude now. Sky's the limit, baby. I'm super pumped for him now against a legitimately good defense, no less. Hell yeah. Let's see where he can go from here. Now, uh, flip side of the coin. Why is the defense giving up over 30 points again? I watched this uh, trying to find some brilliant answer and solve it. I don't think I did. Obviously, the defensive line, which I came out after the second game and touted on Twitter that, that I thought that they finally were definitively the best defensive line in the NFL, has quickly made me look stupid for that. It's two weeks in a row of just not nearly enough playmaking from them. Also, not even enough clogging of running lanes or containing of mobile quarterbacks. But this defensive leniency here the last few weeks, I don't know, it just kind of feels like really all three levels is just just like not quite enough playmaking. You got first round studs all over, and I wouldn't quite say it feels like despite these scores that they're getting badly exposed but right now there's just i think not enough big plays at key times pretty sure no takeaways in this one three sacks i think but none with like massive momentum swings obviously forbes got pretty much lit up and it's tough you don't want to see that in your first round db but i don't know i'm actually not going to hammer him i mean most of that was at the hands of A.J. Brown, who obviously is just a beast. I mean, A.J. Brown did whatever he wanted all day, and a lot of it was on Forbes. I'm actually going to give a rookie some slack for that matchup. I mean, not enough to justify whatever Brown racked up, nine catches for like way over 100 yards, two long touchdowns. I'm not saying Forbes was fine. I mean, he wasn't. This was a very bad game, but he didn't like wilt. He didn't totally fall apart. He had a couple of nice PBUs there in the fourth quarter. Basically just a tough game, uh, hopefully a learning experience. He needs, to, he needs to bounce back. He needs to build on it. I think he will. I'm okay on him overall still. I mean, I, there, are, there are some flags. I thought, you know, during the week in one of, the, one of his pressers, 
Rivera got asked about Forbes, and it was a very neutral question. It was like essentially just like, you know, how's he doing? How's it going with him? What do you think of him? And Rivera made it a pretty negative answer. He went straight to how Forbes needs to improve his technique. Also, that comes off of him playing less than half the defensive snaps against the Bills. So it's like, even before this game, they clearly kind of know that he's, he's got some serious room to improve. But I'm still all right on him. I mean, he's, he's been flashing. I mean, another guy on defense. So of their small handful of uh, free agent acquisitions who were uh, pegged as starters coming into the year, I actually thought Cody Barton was, was going to be the best one. He was my favorite one. I thought, he would, I thought he would rack up a ton of tackles and really look good in replacing Cole Holcomb. So he hasn't. Um, he's getting absolutely destroyed all year so far on social media, and I think maybe that's actually a little too harsh. I don't, I don't actually see him as having been horrendous. I know he's had some, some pretty awful PFF grades. I think he's like hanging in there, okay. I mean, the the coaching staff obviously is not totally dismayed yet because he's like barely ever comes off the field. In fact, I'm not sure if he has ever come off the field yet. I'm just, I'm really dying for him to make an actual play. He's getting some tackles, but he needs to make a big play or two. Jamin Davis has had a few nice nice plays, mostly against the run. Still not, in my opinion, anything close to meriting his draft status from a few years ago. But then I think also, you know, into the third level too, like not enough takeaways right now. Not, a lo- not enough game-changing plays from the secondary either. I mean, Curl... And Forrest came into the year with a lot of hype as a tandem, thought to be, you know, a highly ranked safety tandem. I need to see them making some picks and separating ball carriers from the football. Same with St. Juiced. Because it's, it's just tough. It's not right for the way this team is built, for this defense to be letting down or wasting a performance like that from Sam Howell. All right, on the decision to go or not to go for two at the end, I am hardly indignant about this. It is a tough call, but I wanted in the moment as I was following along on radio slash Twitter for them to go for it, and I still now think that they should have gone for it, and obviously that looks correct with the benefit of hindsight because kicking the extra point didn't work out, but I have the following reasons for it. Number one, the commanders just were not the better team in this matchup. They were rightfully a significant underdog. They were mostly outplayed and for stretches significantly outplayed in the second half. They were on the road in a very unfriendly environment. And I don't think that their odds should have seemed better in an overtime period than they would have on a single play from the two. I feel like you got to have a special signature play call there stuffed up your sleeve to use in that situation, something you feel comfortable and confident with, something Howell likes. And I think that was the perfect situation to use it. Now, Rivera afterwards said his main reason for not doing that was that he thought the guys were, quote, gassed. And okay, that's fine. They probably were. I think the final scoring drive was something like 10 plays in like a minute and a half of game clock. But I mean, on that, first of all, come on, like gassed? Like we we were hearing all offseason about how the enemy was running so many more plays in practice that that they were all in peak physical shape. And with such better stamina than, than they ever had before. So, I mean, what's up with that? Secondly, obviously, if the offense is gassed, then when do you think the defense is? I mean, they were on the field too. The defense probably should have been equally gassed, and that, that alone might actually give you your, your very best opportunity to punch it in. And then, 
One last thing, credit to my buddy Colin for pointing this out, but I actually agree with him. And, and I mentioned this, and I don't know, not everyone agrees that this is even a thing, but of all the times to sign up for playing an extra quarter in a game, I think my least favorite time to do that is when you're scheduled to play another game in only four days on Thursday night. Now, was that specific thing running through Rivera's mind? Should it have been? I don't know, maybe not. But if it was anything close to sort of like a tie, then that, that seems like a potential tiebreaker in the decision. I think you also have to factor in, you know, the, the, your opportunity to score while you're possessing the ball, considering the possibility that the Eagles may win the toss and you may never even get the ball back. So again, I think that's, I mean, in my book, that's a, that's a lot of um, checks in the con column when it comes to kicking that extra point. It may sound like I'm crushing him for it. I'm really not trying to, I, I, I realize it was a close call. And yeah, I mean, if they win in OT, everyone says, great move. Or if they go for two and don't get it, everyone says he's a bonehead. That's a really tough call, but he is in this position. Uh, he is paid a lot of money and showered with fame and respect for being an NFL head football coach. It's a tough job. That's one of the tough decisions. You got to make the right one. Uh, what he did backfired. And I think there's a good case for, uh, for doing the opposite. Uh, let's see. A couple more random things I wanted to mention. Logan Thomas gets two carries on fourth and one. Uh, it works the first time, it doesn't work the second time. I don't totally hate that, but you know who you have on this team who is like actually proven to be among the best in the NFL at picking up one yard on third or fourth down? Jacoby Brissett. He is widely renowned for short yardage QB sneaks. Super high success rate. Uh, they They should start thinking about bringing him in in that situation and doing some tush-push action. Uh, Tressway. You know, Tressway's been so good for so long, we've started to take, take him for granted. I think like we did with Trent Williams when he was here. Tressway's almost automatic, but boy, he picked a terrible time for his worst punt in a while there in overtime. That was such a bummer that set the Eagles right up. Um, let's see. This is me offering an apology and uh, my bad to Sadiq Charles. I totally wrote him off. Uh, I didn't think he... I didn't think he could ever string together like even four healthy games in a row as he has so far to start the year. And he has not only done that, but uh, looked quite good. He's actually turned into a nice upgrade at left guard. Now, will it continue? I don't know. Maybe I still have my doubts. Not based on his ability, but his fragility, or at least as I saw it before the start to this season. Anyway, I was thinking in August that they should just go ahead and give the job to Chris Paul because. Continuing to put open faith in Charles seemed misguided, but he has rewarded them, and it's good to see. He's a nice player there. Brian Robinson in this game uh, didn't make quite as much noise as he had in some of the others. He did score a touchdown. I think he was something like 14 carries for 45 yards, so the YPC isn't great. It's just over three. Still look good, though. He's, he's still looking nice. I mean, as I was watching it, I was thinking he, he could actually stand to get even a few more carries. Maybe 14 is not terribly low, but he continues to show like an extra gear after getting a full year between him and his gunshot wound. Um, Andrew Wiley, uh, again, a couple of glaring errors. Another sack allowed, followed immediately by a penalty that easily could have and probably should have derailed the final scoring drive in regulation. He hasn't been a total disaster, but these fairly major and very poorly timed mistakes keep cropping up in basically every game. 
he's been a disappointment. And last thing, Terry was in. I mean, watching that play and the review unfold, that was frustrating. Awesome throw by Hal, awesome catch, and balance by McLaurin. He stepped on the dude's arm, but the toe was in. I mean, I actually thought that 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 was clear enough that they should have overturned it. I mean, there's the whole, okay, if they had called it in on the field, they would have upheld that too. I mean, absolutely, no question. I, I think it was fairly clear by several blades that he was in. And obviously, that was just an enormous game-swinging decision. I think if that call gets made correctly there in overtime, they probably win. Love to see Terry having a good year. He's just a dang football player. All right, I think I'll wrap it. Big bummer not to pull that one out. But if that one turns out to be some kind of launching point for Sam Howell, uh, that's more important. It just is. So here's the hoping. 